0: Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of the Wenzel Perspective. Hope you all are well. Today's episode, we're going to break it down into three segments. The first portion of our show is going to highlight some of the new aspects of the proposed NBA startup through the whole COVID pandemic, as well as what that can mean for the Milwaukee Bucks and some of the other teams. And Will there be a uh, close MVP race, or will there be a couple guys that are gonna be expected to be in the fold? Our second segment of the show, will you have three special guests that are coming onto the show, and if you want to listen in, you will uh, if you keep listening by, you will know we'll we'll break down who those three special guests are, and we'll ask them a few questions. last the last segment of the show, it will entail, a little bit of a off-sports topic. We're going to kind of get into some uh, topic about Netflix and the five preferred shows that are on Netflix currently right now that me and Cam uh, love, love, prefer watching. And we're going to give you why we watch those shows. And maybe, uh... so yeah. Uh, so first off, uh, our first portion of the Wenzel perspective we are going to talk about the late possible late NBA start now if a lot of you are paying attention and have saw any type of news, the NBA is proposing a late start which would which would start on july 31st and it would result in a playoff format only and what that's going to entail is how many teams were proposed to be in this first playoff. Uh, proposal? Well there's been
1: multiple different proposals and one actually came out I believe it was either this morning or last night and it was a 20 to 22 team format and obviously I don't know exactly if the conferences would be mixed together or if it's strictly east for east uh, playing against their own league or the west playing against their own like the traditional format but this move was basically done uh, as a power move by the NBA to get more viewers. Um, by adding 20 teams at minimum, that would allow basically for the Pelicans to make the playoffs. And we all know why the NBA wants to have the Pelicans in the playoffs. and For Zion, right? Yeah, strictly for Zion and for them to get more views and ratings on their
0: playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's – if I guess if you're like Adam Silver and these other officials, like what do you – what do you propose to do? Well, we never had to deal with a situation like this before. And I, you know, they're trying as hard as they can to follow a uh, CDC, WHO guidelines on, on this whole thing. And it, it, I can't imagine what it's like. It's, it's been a whole difficult process. And I think they're just desperate enough to try anything that is viable at this option. And we may think it's different and unusual, but we may not have a choice. I mean, we have to finish the season. I don't even think there's ever been a season that never was finished. Right. Right. Um, with the proposed 20 to 22
1: teams, uh, that would eliminate the rest of the regular season. Cause obviously you're eliminating potential eight to 10 teams. And so then that means playoffs would start right away. And I can see why they would want to add a few extra teams because those teams technically still are in the playoff race. And that might not be fair. Um, I guess it is what it is, but, um, from a Bucks fan standpoint, I hope they stick to the traditional format with just the East versus the East and the West versus the West, because I think if you get into mixing the leagues, it can be pretty difficult for the Bucs. I mean, you might get matched up on the same side as the Clippers, and I don't know, personally, obviously the Clippers are a team not to, that you don't want to face. Because obviously with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, that roster is pretty stacked. Well, the Clippers were
0: always one of the favorites, even coming into this season. Yeah, especially Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I mean, that's a very good combo. And Kawhi Leonard's still been playing at a high effective level. Just
1: just the nature of the Western Conference is so much more depth to it that there's just a lot of teams that I wouldn't want to face if I was the Bucks. And personally, I think the route in the Eastern Conference is easier. And obviously, you want to get your easiest way to the Finals.
0: I think the other day I did see a mock-up draft of like a proposal of the uh, proposed playoff format of how that would work. And I I want to say two or three of those games did have in the first round, an Eastern and Western conference matchup right away. And I'm old fashioned. Don't, don't count me around or anything like that, but I understand circumstances are different, but I guess we don't really have an, an an ulterior motive or or another choice to do it. If if they want to do it with what you It was a twenty team proposal, twenty
1: to twenty two, so and there's we, a little bit. Of way and it if away. you go
0: by record, I there's nothing really. I mean, that's I can see that's being something you have to do. And I guess it's something that would work. Everybody is still technically going for an NBA Finals. Now, on the other hand, it obviously it would be different watching a game and there's no fans. But that's possibly you know not knowing when this whole thing could could clear over, it could be the same thing for football, NFL and college, and possibly basketball if the next season starts up, and baseball and hockey. Um, just looking ahead, if they do decide to go
1: with strictly 20 teams, I believe that would put the Bucks matched up against the Hornets. So what do you feel about that potential first-round match by the playoffs of Bucks?
0: I mean, it would be interesting. I mean, I don't – with – so uh, one was the last game in March yeah. before, but we, we For, and, you know, like first, second, yeah. Or. So it would be interesting to see each team at this level. I don't think there would be a clear advantage at this point because every well, team has had a break.
1: Right. So I everybody, mean, players are rested, but not everybody's had gym access. Yep. I think the bucks though have an advantage because um they have most of their team back from last year and their chemistry is just so well built and, I mean, Giannis isn't known for shooting, so I don't think we really have to worry about him getting too many shots. So he's just going to be driving to the hoop, anyways. Well, and so, I, I, th- I think I yeah. think that's why the Bucks would have a slight advantage.
0: I think every team though has that same disadvantage. I mean, for a while, nobody was getting into gyms. Nobody was having uh, certain workouts, or because a lot of them chose not to. And a lot of the teams had these regulations; they wanted their guys not having any contact until some of these restrictions loosened up. So now that, and I've seen, we've seen highlights of competition going on, not like formal, but like open gyms and all that. You've seen the Movement Hoops Instagram and Twitter pages posting highlights of Jalen Johnson and Michael Foster and David Joplin, those high school guys having an open gym workout. I'm not even, that's a nice facility. I'm not even sure where that's at, but regardless, if they're doing it, I'm sure the NBA guys are starting to get loosened up, working around, and I'm sure it wouldn't take too long for those guys to get back in shape. That's basically what they do for a living. Well, I
1: know a lot of them have been just doing at-home workouts because that's really all they can be doing.
0: Exactly. And, yeah, obviously, you know, July 31st is another almost two months away, so anything can happen beforehand. They might say, hey, we like to move it up, or we'll push it back, or we might not even do it at all. And they might just leave the rest of the season vac- vacant, which would probably not seem natural. You got, got – like the Bucks were – so far, left off in first place, they were had momentum going, and actually before the the postponement came, they actually struggled a little bit. Yeah, I know they, they had
1: a couple of losing skids. Giannis was banged up a little bit. Yep. So I think it actually benefited the, the Lakers Bucks. were playing
0: really well at a at a critical point.
1: Yeah. So I think it actually benefited the Bucs.
0: Everybody was kind of focused on, well, could there possibly be a Bucks Lakers NBA Finals matchup? Giannis
1: I, versus LeBron. That's I think that's still at the top of everybody's mind. And I mean, it's hard to go against the Bucks when you got. Probably the probable MVP and potentially the defensive player of the year on your team.
0: I mean, it, and the East is actually good this year. A lot of people did right. yeah. never really gave him credit. You got the Bucks, Toronto, Boston, Miami, Indiana, Philly. Uh, Brooklyn is having an up and down section. Well, in- and I mean, if it comes back, do we see Kyrie back? I know KD said he
1: probably would not play regardless yeah. of the season coming back, but you might get a healthy Kyrie. Yep. So, I mean, that's a potential scary matchup for anybody.
0: Right. And it's, we'll see. I mean, if we can get any type type of news or update on this, we'll surely pass it along for our next episode. And obviously a lot of you viewers are pretty well aware enough on the ESPN outlet or social media outlet that you can hear a lot of these stories. So hopefully we see some type, I mean, I'd be curious to see what type of setup that Adam Silver and the rest of the NBA would come up with. I'm sure. At this point, we would love to see anything because right, yeah. we haven't seen sports in the last two and a half months and we're all bored. I mean, basically all you look at on social media is politics and all this other stuff and it's boring everybody out. It's You don't really see the good p- part of what we enjoy doing in we life. We need a
1: little change of pace. Exactly.
0: Uh, so hopefully within our next podcast, our next episode, we'll hopefully have some more to entertain you guys with. A little more definite answers regarding yep. this topic yep exactly so we're going to take a quick break i know we're really not that far into the podcast but we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we have three special guests for you joining us me and cam are chandler schmidt von bright and ben barton all of stratford high school they were three of the their main athletes in basketball and football and they're going to join us and talk us how the season was going for them and where they're going to be playing their college sports so stay with us and stay tuned All right, guys. Welcome back. And uh, this next segment of our show, we have our three special guests with us. We have Chandler Schmidt, Ben Barton, and Vaughn Bright, all of Stratford. And they were three of their one of the three of their main focal points for their football and basketball teams. And we're going to ask them a few questions to, uh, to kind of you know get them get them on our show and just explain how the how a uh, like successful run for their last couple of years of high school have gone. So. We'll get off with the first question. We'll start off. We were going to start off with Chandler, but I think Ben will start off with you at this point. Uh, so we're going to go right into basketball. And uh, Ben, you were the player of the year. You were a thousand point scorer along with Vaughn. You were an undefeated ranked team in the state. Uh, Edgar is your main rival in football. But when it comes to basketball, like these last couple seasons in a competitive Merriwood conference, who was your ma- biggest competitor or your rival on the court?
2: Uh, I would say our sophomore year was marathon. And then after that kind of switched over to being Auburndale, but, uh, Edgar was obviously a stronger team in basketball. So I'd say mostly for the last two years, it was probably Auburndale though.
0: Yeah. you guys have had some good matchups. You had what, three matchups against them this last year.
2: Yeah. Played them three times, beat them three times.
0: I did happen to catch a couple of those games on Zaleski sports. It was a pretty competitive game. Obviously, you know, Cooper Weinberger was a solid opponent for you guys. And, uh, you know, it was pretty much between you guys for the top of a conference and obviously Marathon and Edgar are solid teams. So uh, it was a uh, it was a fun run you guys had this year. And uh, we're going to jump a little bit over to football now. And uh, so regarding football, Ben, when did you know you could take football to the next level? And then with that being said, why what about UW made you pick them and wanted to continue your football career for them?
2: Uh, my sophomore year, I went to a football combine. and I wasn't too sure if I was even going to play in college. I got an offer like two weeks later from South Dakota State. And like a week later, I had one from Iowa. And then like a couple of months later, I got one from Madison. And then I obviously started going to their games. And I really felt something when I go to the Madison games. I felt like that was where my heart was at. The Iowa game, I didn't care for. Honestly, like when I was there, when they would do well, I didn't feel anything for it. But Madison, really, I knew that that was where I was meant to be.
1: Do you think just being a hometown kid
0: made a big difference in that decision? Completely. Yeah, that's, and that's gotta be a a memorable thing for you, having the opportunity to do that. And it's, you know, not very often we get to see, you know, guys from our local area get that opportunity to play at a high level like that. So, uh, the last question, Ben, before, uh, we uh, have our next set with uh, Chandler, um, Take us a little bit to the recruiting process. So obviously you had Iowa and like Minnesota interest. Uh, What other schools did you kind of seriously consider other than going to Madison?
2: Um, So when it first started, I had South Dakota State offer me. And then like I was going to go down and visit Notre Dame and Northwestern, but Northwestern didn't even have a degree I had any interest in. And I ended up actually committing to Wisconsin before I had my opportunity to go to the Florida State Notre Dame game. but really it was between Iowa and Wisconsin were my real thoughts and then Notre Dame and Minnesota were like, other there was
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a good selection of schools to, you know, get familiar with. I'm sure, you know, they all have great athletic programs and we actually uh, were down at the border battle watching you guys play against that one Minnesota school. And uh, we actually sat behind your parents, Ben, at the Mitchell Hall at UW, because, you know, for the Minnehaha and uh, Central game. And, Got to chat with your parents for a little bit. I think uh, Vaughn, my dad, my dad knows all your parents. He's a Stratford alum. So you uh, got to chat with uh, Vaughn's parents too. And Chandler, I got to ch- chat with your dad at one of our a, a Medford eighth grade tournament that your brother was playing. So it's good to, you know, get a lot of that familiarity with uh, the Stratford area because you guys have had so much success in the athletic program. Uh, hey, thanks, Ben, for the set of questions. And you're w- welcome to stick around until you have to take off.
2: Alrighty. Thank you. Thank
0: you. All right. We got Chandler Schmidt next up and, uh, Chandler, we're going to start off with basketball here for you. And, uh, you guys are, you guys were one game away from state and then the COVID-19 thing threw everybody off. What was your guys' reactions to coming up all the way to that point after having this big momentous run?
2: Well, uh, obviously it was heartbreaking. Um, uh, we were, I remember like the, it was yesterday. Um, my buddy actually Vaughn over here, he, uh, sent a tweet from Mark Miller, um, to our, uh, basketball group chat cause obviously we're, we can't sleep cause we just got done beating Auburndale and Lourdes got upset. So we we're feeling pretty confident going into the Iola game. And, um, you're, you're just, obviously I've been playing with these guys since third grade, even, um. Uh, Mac Vanderhoof played with us. He was our sixth man coming off the bench. He played with us growing up as well, and um, yeah, it, it was just like definitely
0: wasn't fun. Yeah, that's like I can't imagine what you guys were uh, were going through. I mean, when I was in school, we never had to endure something like that, and it's I feel bad for you guys and all the other opportunities you guys have had, especially
1: since not many kids get the opportunity to be one game away from state and then having that taken away from you.
2: Yeah, it, it there. There's a feeling that you'll never feel ever again. No. It's almost like there's no heartbreak or anything that's felt like this because obviously our team starting in the summer would work out together. We would uh, we always hang out with each other after uh, basketball games, and we we're just a uh, very close knit group and we we're family. And it was it just it just wasn't good.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, uh, you guys cherish the you know the season that you did have. I'm sure that was probably the best season that we've had in our in your school's history. and uh, you guys, you guys should always hang your head high after you know having a successful year. You guys did a good job. Uh, we' a little a little bit over to baseball since that's kind of your main sport, Chandler. Uh, take us through your after your junior season, you guys were coming off a state championship. And then obviously, you know, we had this whole thing that transpired this last couple months. So, as a Winona State baseball commit, you never got to endure your senior season. And obviously, that's kind of the similar similar frustrations from that, and then the end of basketball season. Correct?
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. It was. I mean, I think we had a we had a great group coming back. We definitely had a great shot of um defending our title. But, um, now looking forward to Winona, um, it's just, now I'm just working up. That's all I can really do. And, um, there's been talk that our Legion season will probably potentially start in July sometime. So hopefully that'll work out. But yeah, it's right now it's just preparing, doing workouts and just staying in shape the best you can without, uh, weight rooms.
0: Right. Right. So and then I'll give you. We have one or two more questions for you, Chandler. Uh, you're going to Winona okay. State for baseball. Um, what did you see about Winona State that that intrigued you to want to further your baseball career there?
2: Um. Well, so what really hit it hard was um. So I was playing Legion versus an player team, and I was on base. And I was talking to the guy at first base, the first baseman, and he. I asked him where he's going. He goes to Winona, and just in like a really good guy and then um going to my official visit it just felt like home basically like ben said before it's like, when do you know you know and um they just welcomed me in and they they got a great mindset there it's a family atmosphere and um everyone's working they all uh they don't slack they're working hard to achieve a goal
0: yeah, that's a great way that's a great way to put it. I mean I've also heard good things about Winona State as even their campus itself for academics and we've had a cousin in the past that played basketball there and had success here. It seems like a like a great city as well. Um did you have any other schools that you consider to play baseball before we let you go, Chandler?
2: Yeah, I had uh Point offered me, um Saint Mary's in Winona offered me. Um, Ripon, I talked to in College, um, lacrosse, and, uh, I think that is it.
0: Hey, that's a solid list though, too. As, uh, you know, you guys were coming off state you guys, uh, heard a lot of good things from even my cousin, Jamie, and a lot of rounds for Effort that you're, you know, you're a solid baseball player yourself. And, uh, you know, for your dad being the basketball coach, I think a lot of people would think that your, uh, basketball is your main sport compared to baseball, <laughs> But, hey, Chandler, yeah. thanks a lot for uh, for uh, taking the time with us, too. We appreciate that.
2: Yeah, anytime. time. Uh, thanks for all that you do.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, Vaughn, uh, we're going to jump into uh, football right away. Um, all right, perfect. Coming off, you know, for football this year, you were a pretty big contributor on the football team. And then you – what was the injury that you had suffered midway to the year?
2: Oh, so there's really no uh, direct phrase for it, but basically they said that I crushed my shin. So basically, like, it got stomped on. And so overall, like, no, no break or fracture, but the shin is so uh, such a sensitive area that it caused so much pain. And they say that it feels like you're getting stabbed in the leg over and over again every time you step on it. And that's exactly what it felt like. So it really pushed me back. You know, it's just frustrating not to get a fair chance to play. You know, you work all that work so hard all year long to play in that state game and not to be able to be at a hundred percent during that game. It's just, it's just sickening just to not be able to help my team out and, who knows what would have
0: happened, but yeah, yeah, I can't imagine being in your position either. And you know, you kind of get the notion in your head that you go through a certain injury, and then you you have a lot of the line you guys were had a lot of momentum, being the number one team in football in Division Five. You, I, yep. you guys didn't give up a point till the Amherst game. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. 12-12 uh,
2: that
0: Yeah, so that you guys were you're playing really well. So. I can imagine if you got the notion that if you had to miss time, you couldn't be out in the field helping your teammates uh, continue that, that success. I mean, you guys have a rich tradition for, for football. You got six straight state championships for seven total. That's I believe tied first in the state. So that's, and that's impressive that, yeah. you, that you guys can continue that run that Stratford has had for so many years. Uh, we're going to jump, no,
2: we, uh, we're going to jump quick.
0: At, oh, sorry. Go ahead guys. Oh, I was just saying,
2: uh, you know, that's, Having Coach us come back, too, and he pumped that in our blood. You know, this is what people come to see, a good football team in our town, and we really believed in his philosophy. And, you know, obviously he wasn't the head coach, but we really, I mean, looked up to him as a leader for us. And, you know, obviously, like I said, it's frustrating, but, you know, i look back and we had a great team. It was fun to be a Shaffer Tiger. For So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's 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 definitely that's it's an awesome way to to put that. Um, we'll get quick in the basketball here for you, Vaughn. Um, so you came, you guys came off a section of loss to Wisconsin Dells last season. You guys had a really solid year last year, and you knew you had you had a lot of guys returning. You know, along with you three, uh, you had obviously Teddy and Dawson. So you guys knew uh, you had some uh, expectations that you know you had to live up to. Did anything change with those expectations coming in from last year? Or did you have expectations that you knew would have been higher held to yourself?
2: Um, well, obviously going down the D4 and coming into the year was, uh was obviously eye opener for us. So we knew we had a, I mean, I thought we had a chance in D3, but moving down to D4, I thought, all right, this is, this is it guys. We can do this. And, you know, we had such a deep team last year and, uh, we lost, you know, five, six seniors that played quality minutes for us. But I knew we had our top, mostly our top guys coming back and we bas- we had one of everything. We had a bruiser down low. We had a couple shooters. Teddy was the lockdown defender and I could do a little bit of everything. So I knew, you know, we, we could make a run and, you know, going undefeated but I wasn't honestly too surprised but you know our expectation was to get down the pool center.
0: Yeah definitely and uh as the freshman coach from Medford we always you know our staff we always keep track of other teams that are local to us and how well you guys were doing and obviously we played you guys uh last summer up in Medford and then I I got to coach you guys over at Marathon County for a game and you guys I Even I knew then you guys you guys could have had something special that was going on, and you did. I mean, you guys had a, probably the best season in your school history, and uh, who knows what what would have happened. I wouldn't mind seeing you guys play a team like Cuba City at State or something like that. Yeah. Um, oh, we
2: would have.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Vaughn, you said you committed to play at UW-Stevens Point, correct? Yep. So, uh, so what did you say about UW-Stevens Point that you thought you could fit and continue your basketball career there?
2: Um. Well, it's kind of a crazy journey, to be honest with you. It, uh, as a junior, I was getting a lot of looks to play football, actually. And I was having, like, Northern Iowa, South Dakota, uh, Ball State, like, a couple of, like, SDS schools come and talk to me, and I went to some camps and stuff, and, you know, I just didn't feel like this was, for me and it just been feel at home and uh over the span of my senior year i just you know i've always loved basketball basketball is always in my sport and football i love too but uh as football or as basketball went on you know i just found a true passion for it even more than i did before and you know such a great tradition they uh you know they how many titles and I just want to be a part of a winning tradition program no matter what division it's at and uh you know coach telling is a great guy you know I just close to home so I mean you can't feel much more at home than 45 minutes away so but uh the guys they're bringing in are great guys and I think uh we'll be able to compete the next three four years so
0: yeah I can uh we can definitely see that I mean uh, you know you guys I see Ryan Peterson he's one of our conference uh, rivals is one of the best players yeah. up in our great northern conference he's coming in he'll help you out and obviously uh conference opponent Levi Ewans gonna be uh joining you as nice. well so you guys look like you got something uh, brewing over down in Stevens Point I'm looking forward to see how you guys turn that out yeah it's, you know, they're gonna have, it says they're
2: gonna have eighteen guys on the team this year so it's gonna be a uh, battle every day in practice and I'm looking forward to
0: it it's a good way to put it Vaughn hopefully everything works out for you and hopefully everything works out for you Chandler and you Ben hey we appreciate you guys taking the time to join us and uh, sitting down and asking us some or asking you some questions uh we really appreciate it yeah thank you
2: those two disappeared
0: (laughs) all right Vaughn. Vaughn you take it easy all right man all right, you too. All right, thank you. Thanks for yep, thank you. Take care. Okay. All right. That was Chandler Schmidt, Ben Barton, and Vaughn Bright. Thanks guys for for coming on and taking the time to answer those questions. Uh if anybody was unfamiliar with Stratford's run, they were one of the best teams in all of high school football this last year. All of high school basketball. All of high school basketball. And and potentially all of high school baseball. They as were well. they were uh, repeating defending champs in state in baseball from last year too. And Stafford's one of the the better smaller schools in terms of high school sports. I mean, they they what had twelve straight games that they shut out their opponent in football until the was it the level three or four game against Amherst. They gave up a touchdown and then faced a really tough Lake Country Lutheran team and came up just short. Uh, then basketball, obviously, they were undefeated until the COVID uh, thing came in and put a damper on everybody's. Uh, basketball season one game away from state undefeated it was uh it was a memorable season for Stratford. then baseball they had momentum coming in too coming off the state championship so they were they were ready to keep that momentum going yeah it was just a unfortunate situation but uh it is
1: what it is and we wish them the best of luck with their future and into their future sports as well yep
0: definitely so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break and uh our next sec segment we're gonna kind of go over our uh, top five Netflix shows that we prefer and we maybe recommend that if you haven't try out, we uh, have a, we have a passion for, for watching TV shows and movies. And, and just want to give a quick
1: shout out to uh, my friend OC for this uh, idea and this comment. And uh, if anybody else has any other comment uh, topics that want us to talk about it, feel free to message us and we'll be
0: sure to hit on that in the show. Absolutely. Stay with us guys. We'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back to our last segment of episode two of the Wenzel Perspective. And we're going to go off the sports topic here for this last segment. We're going to jump into, personally, our, our, our own five fi- preferred shows on Netflix right now. Either the ones that are our favorites that are currently on, not some. You know, obviously, we've had episodes of shows like How I Met Your Mother uh, I know you're not a Sons of Anarchy fan like me, but shows like that have previously been on Netflix that are have been favorites. But we're just going to kind of give you a preview of our favorite Netflix episodes that are currently on the, the software right now. So we'll start with Cam's number five. And Cam, who do you have as number five for your Netflix show?
1: Um, For number five, I have the show You. I don't know if you've ever watched it. Or I have name. not. Um, it's – Actually, a pretty good show. Um, it's only two or three seasons, each with ten. Uh, I don't want to say too much, but it's about a guy that gets obsessed with girls and ends up stalking them. And yeah, it gets pretty intense. and A lot of goes down, actually. So, I mean, I'd I'd recommend it. It was pretty interesting to
0: me. Sounds interesting enough. Usually, sometimes for me, it's hard to get into a certain show because. There's so many shows on there.
1: Right, I know. I mean, I like it. It's nice 10 episodes. It's quick. And um, it's interesting enough that I'm waiting for the next season to come out, which
0: probably won't be for another year or so. Sounds good. Uh, so I'll give you guys number five on my list. And that, I kind of did my five episodes just before the show. I just threw them together. Didn't know really know the order I put them in. But number five, I got Designated Survivor. Uh, it's got a show with Kiefer Sutherland. and It's like a political show. He becomes president. It's got like a show of a conspiracies that puts story it's a
1: show that's not well known but it's actually pretty underrated it it had momentum and
0: then um i believe i mean that when netflix picked it up i think it kind of itself it just kind of ran out of steam because it it was it was it was a good show and then i don't know if it was uh yeah you can tell between like the
1: second and third season there's a definite definite change of atmosphere between the character. yeah i don't know if it was
0: it was netflix maybe picking up i think maybe that was the reason why or a certain character leaving the show so those are our five and we'll go jump to number four so cam who do you have for number four for number
1: four i have ozarks and for many of you that'd probably be uh, a shock that i don't have it higher i mean it's a good show but personally i think it's slightly overrated but uh a guy that gets caught up and ends up working for the drug cartel having to launder their money like i said it's a good show but i think it could have been done more to it
0: yeah, Ozark was a show that I was considering uh, starting pretty soon. You know, there's several shows I like to to start and only so much time to do it. But with Jason Bateman and a show, any show with him is very enticing. I actually just finished up watching Arrested Development on Netflix with Jason Bateman. That's obviously not my top five. It's a good show, but not my top five. But yeah, Ozark, you really can't go wrong. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Right. Him. All right, so we'll go to my number four here. Number four, I've got The Walking Dead. And I don't know, but I've currently been on a standstill with the walking Dead for about a month. I think I jumped into Arrested rest of development and I jumped into another show, which is actually my number three. I'll get to that. But the walking dead, as good as it is, it gets to be kind of stale at some
1: right. point. Um, I actually have that in my honorable mentions. I have the walking dead and shameless in there. I enjoy both those shows. It's just that there's points along each of the series that it gets hard to watch a little bit and you kind of need to take a break. But I, I, I think they're both still pretty good though. I enjoy watching them.
0: I mean, I like the first 4 seasons. I think I first started the The Walking Dead probably 5 or 6 years ago and the show I think's been out since 2009. Right. I mean, the,
1: la- the last season is kind of a drag, but the ending it's pretty good. So I'm actually looking forward to the next season coming out. I don't know
0: if it's because they it killed off a lot of the a lot of good characters that I liked. I mean, you look back at Shane, you know, that I was... don't want to
1: give too much away here. <laughs>
0: Well, people, I'm sure everybody's seen Walking Dead. If they're not, they can go watch it. I'm just saying, you know, with John Berthall's character, he mm-hmm. was good. So I, some of the earlier ones were good. And then it just kind of goes up and down. All right. So we'll jump to number three and right, uh, Kim, so, get to number three.
1: So once I get into my top three, all these are kind of inter- interchangeable. Um, at number three, I'm going to have put the blacklist in there. I know you recommended it to me, and I was kind of skeptical about it at first, but. It actually turned out to be one of my favorite shows. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I recommend it to a lot of people. And it's about basically uh, America's most wanted criminal ends up working for the FBI because his alleged daughter uh, got a job with the FBI. So it's pretty interesting.
0: See, I'm the the king, if you want to call it like that, of recommending (laughs) shows, such as How I Met Your Mother, I recommended him and he got on it. But there's a show that's actually my number one that he actually got me on. So we'll get to that later. we that Yeah, we'll re, return the favor. Uh, number three is the show that I am most currently watching, which I briefly said about The Walking Dead, and that's House of Cards with uh, Kevin Spacey right now. And everybody probably heard the story of how that went down. Kevin Spacey had some sexual assault thing that came out some years. Like, this must have done it 25, 30 years ago. And then suddenly...
1: Stuff we don't need to get into. Yeah,
0: they, <laughs> they fired him, and then they canceled the show shortly after. But watching House of Cards, it's almost like Designated Survivor. It's got the political background, you know, politics and all that, but it's got really, really good dark stories with it. So it's, uh, to me, it's, I, I've liked it so much. I i don't really binge on shows. Actually, a lot of these shows are about 50 minutes of an hour. It's hard to watch them for so long in a row, unlike a 20, 25 minute episode. But so far I've been, I started the first season this last Friday and I'm already on midway to the third season. So it's, it's a good show. I highly recommend you guys see it if you haven't. Uh so yeah, uh we'll jump to number 2 now for Cam's
1: list. All right, for number 2, I have Stranger Things. Stranger Things was another one that's uh I think there's only about like 8 or 9 episodes in a season. Um it's another one that I was kind of skeptical to start out at first, but I thoroughly enjoyed it again and new season should be coming out sometime this summer. I'm thinking um basically about kids in their fantasy world and a lot of that actually comes true then, pretty much once you say. I know you have watched yeah. it.
0: Yep, and that was on your recommendation as well. And uh, I actually have Stranger Things on my honorable mention list. For my number two, I have The Blacklist, as Cam said. He uh, kind of gave you the the brief uh, overview Overview of the show. It's a good show. If you guys get a chance to watch it, go right ahead. Uh, the new season should be coming out, I want to say, this summer sometime. Right, it was it was on TV. This, about wonder, yeah, the so. new ones, and then it's got that little time frame after being on cable television to be in on the uh the series on netflix all right and we're now to number one who's number one on your list um number
1: one is a show i just finished about two weeks ago and it was riverdale um riverdale is actually pretty interesting there's a lot of murder in it when you wouldn't expect it it's kind of not my uh show that i would typically get into it's kind of a lot of like teen drama which is yeah i'm not typically interested in but yeah, like I said, there's a lot of murder in it and a lot of twists in the show that actually keeps you, keeps you really tied to it, so I just finished that, so I highly recommend that right now. It's kind of at the t- That's why it's at the top of my list.
0: Sounds intriguing enough, and knowing that you've recommended Stranger Things, and my number one here shortly, I'm sure uh, could possibly take your word for it. And then my number one, and I don't know how you don't have it as your number one. I'll explain it. <laughs> is The Office, and... I'm sure The Office is number one for a lot of you out there. It's
1: There's a reason why I put it on my list, because everybody in their right mind should have watched The Office, and we all know that it's one of the best shows of all time. So I figured we've all seen it. It doesn't need to be in the top five because it's expected it's at the top of everyone's list. If
0: I'm ever in a conversation with somebody and I ever make a reference from a show, it's usually going to be The Office, and that's a shout-out to uh, Todd Ratz, who usually usually... Uh, I work with, used to work There's with. Al- There's also
1: a reason why we have a group chat dedicated to uh, <laughs> office memes and whatever content else is on the show. Definitely. Um, you missed. You let. You
0: just uh, listed off your honorable mentions. Correct. Yep, I had Shameless and The Walking Dead in there. See, I just forgot about Shameless as soon as you mentioned it. That's on my honorable mentions list. Uh, I have Stranger Things on my honorable mention list as well. Um, probably that 70 show that's on Netflix and that's probably, that's that's
1: another one that everybody's seen and everyone enjoys usually too.
0: And a show that a lot of you may have seen, a lot of you may have not seen. And I know I'd like to recommend it to you is the Punisher. It's got John Berthold, the guy who was in the walking dead. It's only two seasons right now, three seasons. I think it's two and it's really good. It's action packed. It's based off obviously the Marvel comic or the Marvel show. Uh, it was an abrupt halt in that show because Disney bought all the Marvel stuff back. So they had to, so they had to stop producing it. All right. So that's our top five Netflix shows. And that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's also the end of our, our show. And I want to thank all of you guys for tuning in. And again, we thank Chandler Schmidt, Ben Barton, for, Von Bright for coming on. If any of you guys ever have a question or a recommendation for me or Cameron, feel free to message us either you can feel free to message the actual show and we'll get that and we'll try to answer that on our next episode of the podcast even if anything else no, I think we're good <clears throat> righty well again thanks everybody for listening in, and we'll see you next time